0: Coming to you from Final Third Cigar and Whiskey Lounge in Ingalls, Indiana, Indiana's exclusive Aladino Cigar Lounge. It's Final Third Friday. (laughs) Well, welcome back to
1: Final Third Friday. I'm Isaiah. And I'm Rob. I was going to say, you can say I'm Isaiah and I'm Rob, but whatever. What? Nothing. (laughs) Are you good?
0: No, I'm not, but. Okay. Good. Rob's still waking up this very, morning. Very, very slow. But we figured we'd uh, wake up with a nice continental breakfast. Here you go. Today, Hello. we're doing a couple of the breakfast tacos. So uh, just because Rob needs a, a better kick to wake up,
1: we're going to start on the Sumatra. Yeah. And then we're going to go over to the Maduro. Yeah, we're just skipping the Connecticut. Connecticut's a very good cigar. We've already smoked it. Um, it's a really nice morning cigar. Um, definitely, in my opinion, it's a little lighter than what the other two um, well, the carnitas, carnitas are, yeah. the other two sizes. But it's still a nice mild cigar. But the other two have tons of flavor that we thought would kind of kick us off better today. Yeah, this uh, these are fantastic
0: short smokes. Um, I, think, I think Noel Rojas was looking to get them around that 30-minute mark. As far yeah. as smoke, so yeah. We'll find out. Well, we'll find out. Rob will probably push it to an hour and 40 minutes on one cigar. Probably. typically how it goes. But yeah, we'll uh get these going.
1: I'm I'm using a V cut. Yeah, I think I'm going to. I haven't, I haven't done a V on this one yet, so I'll go ahead and give her a shot.
0: Has kind of a a shallow cap on it, so
1: yeah, and if you can't if you can't see them very well, they're these little uh perfectos. I've already had a couple people say well, this is kind of the, the short story that I'm going to go to without short stories now. So yeah, it's a nice little cigar. Oh, yeah. And then today we're pairing that with just, we're starting off our day with coffee to get woken up because I can't wake up, and we're going to finish off both pairings with the Wild Turkey Rare Breed. Yeah, bourbon. Just a regular cast-strength bourbon. Oh, the so other
0: thing is, what part of the cigar are we talking about today? I didn't even pull up the notes. Last week we did the light. Uh, let's see, where are we at? Uh, yeah, we could just build. talk about some what? What?
1: Well, we were going to talk about the build of cigars. The build, okay. Yeah, just the just the making of the cigar. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. So this will be a good one to talk about. So the these. So this one we're smoking right now is this um, the Sumatra, and this one. Is a Sumatra wrapper over Nicaraguan binder and Nicaraguan filler. So the way a cigar is made, you actually start off with a bunch of leaves, yeah, and they'll keep them to where they're their long ways so that they're not like creating a big knot in there so like that. Some of them you, you ever heard of the term into bar? That's a that's a Cuban term where they basically create almost like little straws with the tobacco. So you get that constant draw all the way down them and then they bunch them together so it's a good draw. Very similar when you bunch them, you're gonna keep the, keep the tobacco lengthwise. Even when you're using smaller leaves, you're trying to keep that lengthwise so it burns well. Um, and then you you bunch that together and you hold it together and use the binder. A lot of times the binder is not quite the quality of what you want for a wrapper because the wrappers tend to and, and by not beautiful. quite the quality,
0: he's talking about physical appearance.
1: Physical appearance and, and you know maybe thickness. Just yeah. Because you, you want the wrap. Well, we'll get to that. So, the, yeah, the binder basically is holding the cigar together as they're rolling in. And then you put the wrapper on it, and the wrapper is usually the best-looking leaf you're going to see. A little bit maybe, uh, if you see Maduro's, um, maybe a little bit shinier, a little oilier, a little bit thicker, um, but that's going to be what is the presentation of the cigar. Um, the cool thing about this with a really good blender, you know, the binder, a lot of people think, oh, that's just a tool to hold the thing together. Yeah. A good blender is going to use that binder as a way to transition the cigar and create more flavor profile. Um, so that's kind of, that's really kind of yeah. cool when you get to some of these. And I've been seeing a lot of, um new cigars coming out lately that are unique. Like I'm not I hadn't seen too many Mexican San Andreas binders on cigars. It's always yeah. usually the wrapper. Well, I've seen a couple of them come out this year with a Mexican wrapper binder. Yeah.
0: So um it is really cool. Other thing is is like when we refer to a cigar, the end you light typically is called the foot. The end you cut's called the head. Yep. Um other thing is is cigars will have different size caps and that's that leaf that sits right right at the head of the cigar you can kind of see it almost makes a ring around there and you never want to cut below that below that that cap because that's that's really uh supporting the cigar as probably your mouth's getting it wet and Tries to uh,
1: keep the whole thing together for the entirety of the smoke. Yeah, and and believe it or not, the entire cigar is held together by that cap only. When they wrap those things, they're not putting glue all the way on there to hold that on or the pectin. It's literally the cap holding that last of the wrap together. So if you do cut it below there and it loosens up, it's just going to unravel on you. Yeah, and you're going to hate your smoking experience. Yep. But you, I mean, you really can see the caps like this one here being being a. a um, Torpedo in kind of thing there, you can't just like sliver off the tip of that. You got to cut it down a little bit to get it open on the draw. Yep. On a regular rounded cigar, all you really want to do is basically sliver off the top of the cap. Mm-hmm. You don't need to cut it deep enough to get it in there. Now, sometimes the cigar will be a little bit tight and you might want to go a little bit deeper, but the, the goal of the blender and the roller and everything is that you're going to sliver off the cap, and you're not even going to take tobacco underneath it, just to sliver of the cap yeah. and open it up for the draw. And a well-made cigar is going to do that well. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Well, let's actually uh, light this thing up so we can get the smoking. Yeah, this uh, this it,
1: one is a, it like I said, it's got that little nipple at the end here, and that thing, it, it's going to be super, super tight when you first light it up, if you don't cut that off, which I don't. You just want to light that little the the tip up and and then as it gets to the collar of the cigar the flavors just open up and it gets really really nice. Mm. These are a great cigar for um, like we've got several guys that come in here and they go to you know they'll they'll take a break for lunch and come over here. This is a great cigar for that because they can get a whole cigar in and still get back and forth to work and it's just kind of a nice way to have a quick break to relax during the day yeah
0: uh so right off of the light on this sumatra there's a lot of that earthy woody tone on the palette. uh i'm not getting like a cedar even yeah yeah um not much spice on the retrohale
1: but the way, because I've already had some coffee, I'm getting some spice on the retrohale. Okay, I'm getting red pepper spice on the retrohale. It, it it's fleeting. It's like right in the beginning, and then it just kind yeah. of fades.
0: Yeah, I gotcha.
1: But the interesting thing is,
0: after drinking the coffee and having that still sitting on my palate, there's almost a a marshmallowy thing happening on the scar? Uh, no, just on my palate after after smoking the cigar. It. It kind of reminds me of like the uh, – like it's super powdery marshmallow. Like
1: just that light sweetness and – Like the super candied sweet marshmallow you get in the cereal type thing or
0: – Yeah, probably closer okay. to that, yeah. But the, the just that sweetness from the coffee is lingering through yeah, the smoke. I, I and guess that's what of, you're saying.
1: I, it's, it's a dry sweetness. It's almost like a, a toasted sweetness. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so um, – I'm trying to think if there's anything really else on the the makeup of the cigar. Um, okay, here's here's a, a little thing that I will say, and you'll see this in some of the old, um, the old school smoking like signage and stuff where they're trying to teach you how to smoke a cigar. Mm-hmm. They'll tell you to smoke smoke it down to the band and then let it sit. That is such a waste, and it's and it's totally wrong because you want if that cigar is good. You may the best part of that cigar may be once you get that band peeled off. And honestly, that's the whole reason why Final Third is the name Final Thirds, because when you get a great cigar, that last third can be the best mm-hmm. part. And when you find one like that, you go back to it over and over and over. And um, that's just kind of a waste. And I can't believe how many people believe that's how you do it. Yeah, it's, a,
0: it's really interesting the things that especially older cigar culture hold dearly. And maybe that was something that in cheaper-made cigars or maybe factory-line-made cigars, it could have they been. needed that because the band was holding it together rather than the cap at that time.
1: Very true. That very well could be the case. Um, I don't know. I don't agree with it. Well, there's a sign in our
0: bathroom that says that. And you have sharpied over that. <laughs> I
1: sharpied over it and said,
0: that's a myth. But seriously, the cigar's done when you are. And, yeah. And... Uh, all that we ask is just let it die peacefully in the ashtray. It's not going to catch your ashtray
1: on fire. I promise yeah. you. <laughs> so I, I've got a. I'm not going to call names out this time. I usually do, but I'm not going kay. to. But I am going to say, um, if you got if you do a podcast and you own a shop, don't be a dick. Oh,
0: everybody knows who you're talking about. Okay, good. Okay, good.
1: <laughs> no, no, it's not who... Do you know who I'm talking about? I'm not talking about... I'm not talking about the boys up northeast. Oh, okay. i talking then, about no, out west.
0: I don't, I don't know who you're talking oh, yeah. about.
1: Yeah. There's lots of fun stuff going around on TikTok and and um, uh, Instagram of a former employee that, that left a company that... Basically just blasted this oh, guy social media. Oh, I do know who media. you're talking about.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: Apparently he's just... And you know what? This guy could be the one that's the asshole. I don't know. But from I what, know. I, what it seems like, yeah, he might, he might have had a dick as a boss. So Yeah.
0: Well, the, the hard part is with it is my own values and everything would say, hey, just let it die. Yeah. Call it a day. But the other part of me is just infatuated by the drama. And I'm like,
1: well, I'm going to keep up with it. Let's see what happens. I agree agree with that probably 75%. But there's that 25% that says the persona that this guy puts out Mm -hmm. is a very happy-go-lucky, really nice guy. Everybody loves him. But if his employees absolutely hate him, might be putting on a show. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd much right, rather yeah. see you be genuine. And if you're a dick, be a dick to everybody.
0: I just think there's a better way to do that
1: than just light hats light on fire <laughs> on, in
0: a wheelbarrow. It was pretty
1: childish, but it, it was is fun. Like, It was entertaining.
0: Oh, it's definitely entertaining. That's what Isaiah's
1: going to do when he leaves here <laughs> no, in May. I'm not. He's going to burn that. all this final third gear. I'm still
0: going to be around here. I love this
1: place,
0: <laughs> man. Um... But, yeah, it's just those big – it feels a little stunty. That's what I'll say. It, it feels did. like a stunt. It um, did. And it could just be a way for him to be like, well – Look at me. He, he <laughs> pissed me off. I'm going to start my own empire, and I need this as the on-ramp. And, honestly, if he's smart, that's exactly what he's going to do. Yeah. Like, I will be interested to see what Dustin – does Is that his name? Yeah. Okay. After all of his
1: his stunts bashing the brand that he used to work at. Yeah. And wow. honestly, I've talked I've talked to him out there before that the owner of the business. He was nice to me on the phone. I yeah. mean, I it very well could be. He's just like totally a disgruntled employee getting ready yeah. to go into the post office with his gun. You know, wait, that's a whole different employee. Never mind. That what are <laughs> what? Most, most people got what i just said yeah okay <laughs> but no i i hope that i hope that's not the case because i you know being being a shop and lounge owner i i mean it's all about customer service but also it's really about treating everyone well and i think if you don't treat your employees well why the hell would they treat your business well yeah why would they not why would they care so It is a hard thing. A lot of
0: times I think you see people leave companies and they're disgruntled because they weren't promoted the way they wanted to be and stuff like that. And I haven't heard enough of the story to know that like that's not the case. It just may be like, hey,
1: dude, you showed up to work late way too often for the role you were in, and now you're mad. That's true. So so it'll be fun to see over the next week, we'll kind of watch and see if there's any – rebuttals or if there's any explanations or if another employee comes out and says something or whatever. Um, But honestly, it's their shop. It is their shop. I shouldn't care. No. But I was just meaning, you know, in general in life, just don't be a dick. (laughs) That's it. That's a life lesson. It's a life lesson. It's a lesson it takes people years to learn. (laughs) Unfortunately, a lot of people don't ever learn that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's so goofy. Dude, this cigar... I, I made like, like this size the best of the Sumatra. So this is the same blend as the, the Street Tacos Barbacoa. Yeah. Um, this little guy here is just a little bomb of flavor. It's so good. I love it. And the cool thing, so we're, we're into the first cigar. We'll be getting this one next, the Maduro. So this one actually is a new blend of the Street Taco. Yeah. So I'm really hoping, I'm pretty sure they're going to be coming out with this one in regular sizes too. And if I were to have my guess on that, I would say it's a San Andreas
0: I Maduro. Think it is. I think uh, it is. They're just claiming Maduro, but I'm pretty sure. Well,
1: and I haven't done a deep dive on it yet. I need to probably do that. Yeah. Um, I was just going off of their literature that they had for yeah. it. So Oh, couple things.
0: A couple weeks ago, we talked about the Jack Daniels dog toy suit. Yeah, Um, It went all the way up to the Supreme Court. And you know what the Supreme Court decided? Did Fido win? They decided that anyone with any lick of sense about them would not get the products confused. And therefore, the dog toy company is not infringing on Jack Daniels.
1: Common sense rules today.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I don't even get it. Uh, the other part of that suit was it, the products provide completely different <laughs> yeah. functions. Yeah, one is a joke toy to throw with your dog. The other one is alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> so
1: yeah, uh, if you're throwing if you're throwing alcohol to your dog, just stop.
0: Yeah, it, it is absolutely wild. Uh, it is pretty funny. Speaking of wild, mm-hmm. wild turkeys adding on to their distillery. Did oh, you hear yeah? this? No. Um, so Campari Group has decided to put money into the wild turkey distillery to make a, basically put another still on their campus. Okay. So it is, I um, is. don't. I should have written this down when I learned about it. But I think it's $1.83 million to be able to produce 500 million more proof gallons per year. Damn. Yeah. Um,
1: Sounds like the, a hell of a business model well, there.
0: The wonderful thing about that is Campari Group also just recently bought Wilderness Trail. Yeah. And a lot of people saw that and thought that it was Campari Group. Um Kind of, kind of their response to the bourbon boom. But now they've taken it to another level. They bought Wilderness Trail, which is a thriving business. Yeah, and now they're adding on at Wild Turkey. So,
1: what does that say well, for the bourbon boom? And I'll tell you, I mean, if you if you think about it, with Wild Turkey, um, over the last ten years, they've gone from being what people said. Oh, Wild Turkey 101, whatever. I'll I'll have that since there's nothing else to drink. Yeah. To now, they have, uh, over the last at least five years, they've got a massive following of people that love turkey juice. Yeah. And, I mean, people that literally that is their favorite, and they'll go after everything they can turkey. That's a huge change from what turkey used to be. Yeah. Turkey used to be the... Uh, I want something a little bit better than bean, but I'm not going to spend enough to get, you know, a higher dollar bottle. Mm-hmm. And um, now it's like people go after it. People love the 101, which has been around forever. And all the Masters Keep stuff, the Rare Breed, the Castrick Rare Breed. We've had the Rare Breed ride here that's yeah. all great. It's great. Um, so I'm excited to get into this because I have not had this yet. You haven't had Rare Breed? Well, I haven't had since we got it on the bar. I can't remember if I've ever had oh, okay. it before. Wow. Because, I mean, because I, Eric, whenever he br- – Eric. Cheers with coffee, I guess. Cheers. Coffee um, cheers for Eric. So Eric Jansen, he's he's he is the turkey nut in this region. but um, I have never he met, brings turkey. The dude always brings the high end stuff, all the masters keep stuff
0: and all that. I have never met a man more devoted to a brand Mm-mm. than Eric
1: Jansen. Except for taters that love Blantons. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I think I think Eric likes turkey more. Well, Eric
0: just knows more about turkey than taters know about Blanton's. Um, I know. I'm just teasing. But it's a really interesting move on the Campari group's uh, part. You got to think about that. I guess they're really seeing a future in wild turkey. And part of me wonders if they're going to end up getting into the contract distillation game. Which why everyone else is. Why wouldn't they? Everyone else is. If you can make enough product, why wouldn't you? But hardly anyone sources from Wild Turkey, because I don't think Wild Turkey lets hardly anyone
1: buy right. from them. But that would be a really good move, because right now when you get sourced product, you've got three that I know of that are like pretty prominent. You've got MGP, which is the dominant one. huh. You've got Barton. Which yeah. is the dominant one in Kentucky, and then whatever the one in Ohio is that has been doing a lot on the East Coast, and um, I can't think of it. But some of the some of the Ohio distilleries, Michigan distilleries, and Northeast will buy from that distillery. They're not big. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sure there's bigger ones than that one, but those other two are mm-hmm. the big dogs. It'd be awesome to have a different flavor profile. Yeah. Well, you for missed people to uh, with. Dickel. Dickel, yeah, Dickel. Dickel. Yeah. Yeah. Dickel. Dickel. Yeah. Yeah. My bad. Uh, no one likes Dickel. Yeah, Wait, you what? do. What? You know literally
0: I do. do. I know I do. Anytime somebody brings one of those heaven's door uh picks is samples for you to try like that They're oily good. mess pick. The oily mess was a good yeah. bottle. Yeah. I'm, I wish I'd a bottle of all that. I am telling you what, when George Dickel is on, it is some of my It's some of my favorite value for
1: money whiskey. Yeah, When it's
0: off, it's a drain
1: pour. So is it it safe to say that you like dickle in your mouth? No comment.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I mean, the other person that's getting into the game right now that's really big, which we haven't seen a lot of their distillate on the market quite yet or hasn't become – as popular as the ones that Rob was talking about is uh, Bardstown Bourbon Company. Like yeah. they're they're pushing to become Kentucky's MGP, and I think they very well could do it. And they're on the way. Yeah, unless Wild Turkey takes it over. <laughs> I think Wild Turkey just might be competition for them. Now, I don't I don't know if Wild Turkey's planning on doing contract no. distillation or if they're just planning to grow their blend. Their uh, their brand and sustain like yeah. the Russells thirteen, all of the Russells picks, and seeing if they need if they need five hundred million more proof gallons a year to so to do that. That'll be
1: a, that's a good thing to maybe talk about too. Is you know, a company like that that has the limited releases of the the Russells thirteen and the Master Keeps and some of those special things, if they put out a lot more product. Are the traditional guys hunting that going to be as excited about it because it's so much easier to get? It's like now that Buffalo Trace is starting to pop up at every in every mire in our area, it's staying on the shelves at mire in every area because everyone's like, oh, I can get it now. I don't need to buy it now. Yeah. But when it was scarce, people were out there grabbing it. Which And it was just scarce
0: because of the RNDC to Johnson Brothers right. shift, which was when, that, if you aren't clued in on this, they – uh, recently changed distributors. So
1: there was a, like, two-month lull there where it was just hard to get because... Well, even before that, the whole last year, it was hard to get Buffalo Trace on the shelves around here. At grocery stores, but you can still walk into a freaking CVS. Really? I haven't Dude, seen it for a long time.
0: I feel like as long as you're not on the north side of town, you could find it anywhere. <laughs> yeah. It's the north siders, man. So... Luckily, I'm an East Sider, and all people want over there is Beam.
1: Beam. Beam or Williams, man. Beam, Beam Williams, and maybe a little old number Bush seven, Light. baby. Yeah, yeah. Old number seven so. dog toys. Let's go. <laughs> you need to get kitty one of those. Those old number seven dog toys. It's old number two. Old number two, that's
0: right. Yeah. Don't dis- no, they even changed the number, man. So uh but I think, I think that, that move for Campari Group is saying that they're predicting that the bourbon boom will be around for a while. I think it will be. That distillery is not planned to be done until, I think, spring of 2025. Okay. And then you got to think about mover. That's a year. I mean. Yeah. B- but you got to think about that. No, that's two years. It's two years. You, you, got, you have to think and say. Okay, nothing coming off of the still there is going
1: to be ready in in turkey time probably for eight years. Right, right. So you're looking at 10 years before you see product come out of that new facility. Yeah. Well, good for them. I mean... Yeah,
0: I mean, it's a great thing to hear that, especially a heritage parent company like Campari Group Is willing to put their money there and um well with that much money they could have bought another smaller distillery. Yeah.
1: But they chose to put it into wild turkey. Good for them. So well and I that that's a good point too, because I, I know a lot of people keep saying, you know, oh, you know, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? You know, thinking that these booms are gonna stop. I don't think bourbon boom's gonna slow down. Now is it going to continue to grow at the rate it didn't? It can't because no, there's already that many plateau. people in the world. But it's going to continue to be a big booming business, just like cigars. I don't think cigars are going away. Now, we had the, the big COVID boom, and people got used to enjoying a cigar and relaxing, getting out of their, their element and smoking a cigar and having a drink. I don't think it's going away. Well, and I think that one day when
0: I have grandkids – Bourbon will be the drink of my generation. Like, my grandkids yeah. will say, oh, yeah, my grandpa used to drink bourbon. Yeah. And they'll be drinking, like, tequila or mezcal or something like that. That'll be their generation's
1: thing. But Maybe. I, I think especially for right now, it's not going anywhere. No. And, and with the amount of different kinds of bourbon out there and the finishing and all of the crazy things people are doing, why would it? I mean, you can yeah. get any palate with bourbon now. Yeah, I mean, if you're, if you're a Scotch drinker, there are some there are some bourbons out there that are really kind of a Scotch presence with the sweetness and the lightness. Mm-hmm. So you can really hit anything. I mean, we had a excuse me, I can't remember what bourbon it was. Um, there was a bourbon we had up here that even had that green Apple-y Irish note. Mm. Um, I don't. Which I thought it was pretty it cool. Was. Um, so yeah, not going away. Hi Tam. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, so Tam just called out our shirts. Yeah. Um, So this is a company called Seven Strong Brand, and they make these awesome shirts. We're going to be getting some made up here for the shop here eventually, um, hopefully this summer. Um, Super nice, comfy shirt. He called it the, what did you call it earlier? Yeah, I think yours is called
0: the old-fashioned. Mine's the
1: old-fashioned. Yours has just got bourbon glasses all over it. All over it, yeah. Um, We're going to get some custom ones made up. But we're excited to say that... That these guys are coming on as our first full sponsor. Yeah, so they're um, going to be a sponsor in the show, and we're going to have um, we're going to have them get us some information on how they want us to promote their brand. Um, it fits our model here perfectly because we love to support small brands and local mm-hmm. brands. Absolutely, and they're local. They're uh, well, they're, they're they have seven people that are um, that are the group that actually are running the company. Yeah, and they're all over the nation. Yeah. But we've got a local guy here. He comes in here. He's part of the Bourbon Club, but he lives I don't know half hour away from here. Something. Yeah, like not that. too far. And um, he's so he came in here. We've been talking, and now they're going to be a sponsor for us. So uh, seriously, it's be awesome. This is a, an extremely comfortable shirt. It is it's, now. It's it, not a cheap shirt, but it's a very high end shirt.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I got to think I used to work at a uh, a tennis court in college, and we'd sell shirts like this all the time. Like yeah, perfect perfect shirt. For a a summer day, or I mean, really, really anytime.
1: But I could think
0: like golfers would love stuff like this. This This is a nice
1: quality shirt, even for work. I mean, yeah, you can wear this to work. I mean, I'm wearing it to work. I'm wearing it to work. So yeah, now you're probably not going to wear that to your other work. Probably Probably not. Probably not. No. No. Yeah. No. I. I. It. I think they're these. At least the short sleeve ones. I think they're running that fifty-five to sixty-dollar range. Yeah, which is not bad for a high-quality shirt, uh-uh. especially this one. I mean, I've already washed it a couple of times. It it looks and it feels exactly the same. No shrinkage at all. Yeah, it's got that little bit of stretch to it. So if you got a little bit of a belly like we do, yeah, kind of fits you nice. Oh yeah. So, yeah, super comfortable, super flowy.
0: Gotta yeah. love. Oh, it. that one's
1: hot. Yeah. yeah, Tam wants one now, so we'll have to get her one. But yeah, so these guys will be coming on. So next week we should have some information maybe to, to talk more about their brand. But again, it's going to be a brand we're going to have here. We'll get the website out there to you so you can see where you can order them. You can look it up because they have other ones, not just whiskey related. They've yeah. got all kinds of different shirts. They got summer shirts. You got light blues and it's it's cool. You're going to enjoy it.
0: Yeah, and I was looking at their website and it looks like if, if you're a brand and you're listening to this, uh, you can reach out to them and have them design apparel for Your brand, yeah. So if you want what I they do more like streetwear stuff rather than just like strict merch, like what we've got, where yeah. this is just like I can wear this wherever, yeah. I'm, I'm uh, you, you know, it's like a little bit more dressy, a little bit less than just a casual t shirt, so right? If you're looking for an apparel line for your cigar shop, anything like that. That'd be a great place to start.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, and if you see this before we get them on the, you know, get the website and all the information out there, reach out to me and we'll let you know um, where you can get a hold of them. Yeah. Um, but um, we're going to be getting some made up. Now, one thing you'll, you'll notice on this one here is like there's bottles that like, oh, look, that looks like Maker's Mark. But it says seven strong on it because you don't want to infringe on any kind of, a yeah you know, right. So if you're looking to put like a bottle of Jim Beam on your, you're not going to get that. That's an infringement. But they can pull out. They can put all kinds of different things on there. We're going to get some probably cigars on there, different yeah. things. Um, so, yeah, there you go. There you, you go. Thank you, guys. We appreciate you guys sponsoring us, believing in the show and yeah. and being a part of this little journey we're going on. So yeah, it's exciting. Uh, definitely seems like we're going to be around for a while. Rob was
0: telling me the, uh, the other day that he heard on another podcast about how <coughs> – actual podcast reporting is terrible yeah and i uh i was like no way and then we finally have logged into all of the separate podcast sources that we're on we have way more listens
1: yeah than i thought we did like 10 times more probably well and i didn't know if it was true or not because i i never do a deep dive on this stuff this is the deep dive guy and um but we were looking at it, and one of the things was, you know, if you if you pull up a podcast platform and you just listen to a podcast, does that count as a download? And apparently it does not. It doesn't. Um, there's a difference between downloading your podcast and listening to them. Usually that's more offline if you're traveling or whatever. Yeah. But um, there's two different views there. So we were looking at it as downloads. We're like, eh, podcast isn't nowhere, anywhere near YouTube, which it's still not.
0: I think it's, it's actually, a lot closer than we thought. It's a lot closer thought. than
1: we thought. So it's kind of cool to see those numbers. Honestly, we're not really—we don't care about the numbers. It's just exciting to see people it to watch It is uh, exciting. Um, and listen to this. And, I mean, like this week again, it was so exciting to have—we had a guy drive down here, which, if you're listening to this— um, Thank you for coming to support us. Thank you. You made Rob's week. Oh, man, it was awesome. Yeah. He, he came down from Logansport. Him and his wife came down yeah. from Logansport. We hung out. He's a truck driver, listens to this all the time, and um, said he loves the show. He started smoking cigars. He walks out with a few boxes of cigars yeah. and heads back up to Logansport. If you don't know where Logansport is, it's a, two what, two-hour drive from here probably? I don't know. At least an hour and a half, if not yeah. two-hour drive from here. And he came down specifically because he'd listened to the show and he's getting into cigars and wanted to learn more. And the dude's awesome. So yeah. um, shout out to you, buddy. Shout out to you, man. Well, cheers. Cheers. Coffee again. We need to get whiskey. Uh, hit us up
0: on one of the uh,
1: platforms
0: or uh, text text Rob on Instagram or whatever. Like, yeah. If you're ever in, we'd love to have you on. I yeah. think it would be cool to have a, uh, a newer person to cigar just on here and just – Kind of follow that journey with you.
1: Yeah, so. that would be awesome. Yeah, and I know your I know your travel schedule's a little bit different than than the norm because you're driving a truck quite a bit. Yeah. But um yeah, next time you're in, let us know. Saturday noon, show up. We'll, yeah, we'll figure it yeah. out.
0: Absolutely.
1: So yeah. Um, I need to get in some whiskey because coffee's make waking me up, but I need some whiskey.
0: Okay. So uh About to switch over to the rare breed. This is one sixteen point eight proof. Thank you. Oh, fresh cork. Thing was ready to go.
1: That's good. Thank you.
0: I'm not gonna switch over to whiskey quite yet. I'm I'm still working on this coffee. I'm
1: gonna finish the coffee. I am
0: loving this breakfast tacos Sumatra, man. Me too. Me too. uh, I don't know. I. I'll tell you this. One I actually, love these little sizes. I do too. And, and this one starts out uh, a lot easier to smoke than the Maduro. It's not, to me, it doesn't look like as closed of a foot as the Maduro had or as
1: tapered. Yeah. It may not have been. I mean, this one definitely opened up faster for sure. Um, I like small cigars because. I can't keep them lit in here very easily because you know getting around, getting busy, working, talking going to the humidor. Well, and these um, things are flavor bombs. But these are, and I—I I mean, we've got several Coronas in the in the humidor. Actually, quite a few now with all the the Black Label, Black Works, and Dissident stuff. Um, well, and the uh, the Vespers from the Vespers uh, from All Saints. Yeah, the Corona from we got a Corona in the classic from um, Aladino. We've got. The 601 Green Corona. Mm-hmm. Um, the Corona's from the Rojas line. So um, I like them because, yeah, they're they're lower cost. They're usually a lot lower cost. So you can smoke two of them and have two different cigars in the time you'd be smoking one longer when you're paying about the same money. Yeah. And I just like having more variety in my day. And
0: honestly, if you're going to sit there and uh, do – do the continental breakfast experience brought to you <laughs> by Rojas. That is not a bad time, no. Like, just running, have had
1: some donuts. <laughs> Are you just hungry? I don't know. You don't know. I don't know. Uh oh. Uh oh. Kevin's showing up. Uh-oh. Cheers to Kevin. Cheers to Kevin, man. Kevin's one of our regulars. Of Coffee, here quite chews. a bit. Got his convertible top down because mm-hmm. it's a beautiful day in Indiana right now. It's a now. wonderful day. So Seventy nine degrees today, sunny. I uh weather right now. Yeah, yesterday on my way
0: in here, I was smoking a cigar, and there is it is really nice just smoking in the car like on a on a drive yeah. when the weather's great and. uh yeah, I, just a wonderful and relaxing experience, and just it just feels a lot more leisurey
1: than it even is. Yeah. So. Well, and speaking of smoking in a car, yeah. Um, by the time we this one airs, we will have already done this. Mm-hmm. But next Monday, a crew of us are heading down to Heaven Hill. Absolutely. Um, We were asked if we wanted to do a barrel pick of an Elijah Craig Barrel Proof. (laughs) A really
0: last-minute barrel pick. Oh, yeah.
1: I mean, literally, we're four days since we were asked, and we're doing it next week. And um, so we are super stoked about that. Yeah. Um, I love Heaven Hill products. I love the Barrel Proof (sighs) Elijah Craig. Yeah. Um, And we get to pick one. So we're going to be having that here. I think he said it's probably a good two to three months before we'll get it. Yeah. Uh, maybe difficult. a little longer depending on how quick it goes through the, re- the distributor. Yeah. But um, it's going to be one that's coming sometime this summer. Um, we are super excited. I mean, I, I can't wait. But we're going to be smoking cigars all the way down there. You got to prep your palate. Well, I mean, on any other barrel pick, I'd say don't do that. We're picking a whiskey for the shop. Damn. We're going to prep our palate yeah, with you- cigars. Yeah. And, and that's one thing I will say. If you're, if you're a shop and you also happen to have a lounge where you can do barrel picks, whenever you're doing a barrel pick, always take cigars on your barrel pick because your goal, or at least our goal here, is yeah. always that it's going to pair well with cigars. So every barrel pick we've ever done was specifically picked for pairing with cigars. Yeah we're going to be smoking cigars down there. and I mean, I'm hoping they give us a little bit to sit outside and smoke a cigar with it after we get done picking just to play around with it and see how it is. Yeah, is. We'll see if they do. I mean, they're a little bit bigger dogs than we they played big with before. They're big dogs. But yeah, we're excited about that. That's going to be a fun one to have. Um, that may be our last two barrel picks of the year, unless we find a small one to throw in here, because we got that one. Then we got French Lick coming. Dude. It'll be a, a late fall. We're going to be picked out. <laughs> well, so we'll, we'll have five I've barrel a, picks. I've got up another there. little thought here for maybe like the end of the year. Okay. Um, now the Wood Hat's in Indiana, think about maybe doing a, a short barrel um, Wood Hat pick for the end of the year for like the <laughs> the winter blend. We could do it. We could do one of theirs because I mean they're they're Rubenesque and the Bloody Butcher. And when that orange corn comes out, that'll mm-hmm. be amazing. But that those two specifically Wait, are really good. Wait, did, did nice you mean to say rare.
0: 100% sweet corn, grain to glass farm?
1: Yes. First huh. ones to ever do it. Not really. We're <laughs> Not just really. Joking. That's yeah. just that's a little just bit a joke. of shade. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's um, so, I mean, we might do that. It may end up being one where we get it like right after the first of the year, but I'd like to do one with them. I love Gary. Gary's such a great, awesome dude. Um, he's the head distiller, mastermind behind Wood Hat. Yeah. Totally shocked that people in Indiana want to drink his whiskey, but it's amazing. It's fantastic. Yeah. Um, So that will be one I want to do down the road. I mean, there's so many great ones out there that it's hard to turn down some of these, but we're going to be definitely getting some good stuff coming up this year. Other thing is on that Elijah Craig
0: barrel-proof pick, um, just keep posted because – We'll have a camera down with us, and we'll hopefully be making a more vlog-style video out of it. Yeah. Um, So hopefully, take you guys on a little bit of the experience with us. Kind of see what it's like. Um, It'll
1: it'll be it'll just be a YouTube video. Yeah, it it won't be anything to really release to the podcast. You're talking about a massive operation. Yeah. It's going to be a little different than the picks we've been on, where we're walking yeah. through the Rick houses and drilling barrels and figuring out what we want. They're going to have the stuff prepped for us. I mean, this literally could be 15 minutes at the distillery. I don't know yet. We're going to find out. I'm, I'm excited to see what their process is on it. Um, and I love Heaven Hill, so it's going to be great. It will be great. Yeah, definitely looking forward to it. Um, we got so, a great crew. Actually, when this posts, um, if you hear this, ask us about it because by that time we've already been through it and we can nerd out a little bit more about it. So. Yeah.
0: Uh, I've never picked with any of the big six which is like your Brown Foreman's, your Heaven Hill, your Beam. So I'm really excited Yeah, to be able to do that and just kind of have that experience. Everything... I've picked previously has been craft distilleries and uh, which is awesome. Oh, in my blast, which I I know a lot of people that have been on picks at places like Starlight, and then they're disappointed when they go on like a Buffalo Trace barrel pick because it's not it's not the same hospitality and experience. Yeah,
1: dude, get into that whiskey with that cigar. Yeah, oh, Sumatra, so good. Depends on what you're moved for. All Sumatra and the great. Maduro are amazing. The, the The Connecticut is is really nice, um, but it's gonna be a little bit milder. Uh, we started off with the Sumatra and it's smoking great. Then the Maduro's oh, Sumatra and the Maduro's is really great too. Yeah, you can grab the bottle and take it over there if you want to. Yeah. So yeah, Kevin's already gonna try out the pairing before we've even done the pairing. So. <laughs> Good job, Kevin. Good job, buddy. He's, yeah. Um,
0: job. Oh my gosh, it brought out a ton of cherry. It did in in the way sweeter on the yeah. uh,
1: on the whiskey than that whiskey typically is. That,
0: that's the uh, distinguishing thing for me and Wild Turkey. Is it seems to lean more confectionery, more candy. Um, it's not. Well, you think about. Like Brown Foreman's general flavor note, whether that's Barton, or Old Forester, or e- even like a Jack Daniels, like they have that banana runt note in them. Right, they have some sort of banana, and that's like their through line. And then you have like Heaven Hill, and Heaven uh, Hill and Beam, and like it's nutty. Yeah, Beam typically leans more peanut, and Heaven Hill leans a little bit more like walnut, something like that, and that's kind of their through line. And then you end up at a place like Wild Turkey, and they're like, hey, we don't have much of this, like, super
1: rich brown sugar sweetness to give you, but we're right. going to give you a ton of cherry. So what would you say is the traditional note you get out of most Old forester? Because I love Old forester. Oh, me too. Especially the,
0: the, the pick's. Old forester, especially those barrel-proof picks, have a specific oak tannin in them, and then they also have that banana note. Yeah. I, I think that banana note typically follows on the back end, but they have a, a different sort of oakiness, and I think it's attributed to their heat-cycled warehouses. Like, a lot of those Old forester barrel-proof picks are only four years old. Okay. Yeah, because of the heat-cycled warehouses. They are... Blasting them with heat and cooling them all the way down and blasting them with heat. So they're doing a lot to
1: rapid age,
0: which okay. I don't think rapid age is an actual a, thing, but that's the best way to describe what it
1: is. Rapid aging in a natural process, not not tricking the system to try to rapidly age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. there are people out there doing that too.
0: Well, and there's a, uh, there's a company that's out... I think they're out of New York, called Bespoke Spirits, mm-hmm. and what they've done is they've analyzed um, aged whiskey for certain chemical compounds, and what they're doing is taking like new spirit and adding those chemical
1: compounds into it to to create. They're they're taking science, yeah, trying to recreate product now, as it, opposed to waiting. Yes, and it sucks. Uh, it sucks. I just, like, I just, it is a really cool idea. You can't trick nature. You, just, you can't. Yeah, you can. I, I
0: mean, and honestly, a lot of the barrel science is still... I, I mean, you're talking about an industry that went from moonshiners throwing stuff in barrels to store it, now to places like Buffalo Trace, which has labs, and they're analyzing... Like, they're blending by a Basic, basically, by looking at it under a microscope, like they're seeing what chemical compounds they need more of to get the same flavor profile. Yes, there are still master tasters at Buffalo Trace. Yeah. But they're not, they're not blending by that person's taste to start out with. They're blending by analyzing the whiskey. So, like going to something like that from some old guy out in the woods –
1: running a still like it's been a crazy jump yeah so that's that's another good point And actually i think i'm gonna go ahead and get the other cigar because cool. 45 minutes in on this one already i still got another 15 minutes or so but yeah. i'm gonna go ahead and get the next one i'll join you um so you were telling me a little bit more and i didn't know this um so one one of the brands that i know lisa loves is balcones out of texas yeah. And um, she, she really fell in love with True Blue, um, Alan Hill, another, another solid dude that comes in here all the time. Absolutely. Shout out to him. Shout out to him. Um, he, he, has, he is a huge, huge Balcones fan. He's down there all the time getting all their new releases and stuff, and he's given her samples of a lot of different stuff. Yeah. And most of it she likes. Now, the Baby Blue is basically the True Blue proof down is not that great. It's just proof down beyond where it should be, um, but everything of the barrel proof stuff that they put out, even their um, the the one we've got up on the bar right now, which I think it is barrel proof, but it's not super high proof, um, is really nice. So tell us a little bit about the processes that they do, because I thought that was super interesting. Yeah, a lot of people I I bet don't know it. Real quick, I'm gonna get this lit before. Yeah, uh, go ahead.
0: Before I start talking, so the uh, the Rojas Maduro. Or uh, breakfast tacos Maduro has a really, really fine point to it, and it, it almost feels like you're not going to be able to draw through it. I took quite a bit of time to light that, and I haven't even blown through it yet. But
1: and the cold draw is just cocoa Chocolate. and hay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you're right. See, I mean that the nipple on that thing is pretty big. I mean, she's she's pretty chilly right now. Just saying. You said it. Um, uh, the thing that I
0: love most about Bal- Balconis is they are doing a lot of experimental things. And uh, some of them will never reach the market, uh, and others will. But they're trying to figure out ways to where their whiskey doesn't become over-oaked in three years. Because Texas has such large swings— Between the day and the night. And you got to think about rickhouses. They're pole barns. It's just packed full of of whiskey barrels. So you're, you're putting... This bad boy opened up right away for me. Yeah. Yeah, mine did too. But those things are... I mean, I'd guess... I'd guess in the heat of a Texas summer, that rickhouse could get close to 200 degrees in there at the top. You got to
1: guess it would be for sure.
0: Yeah. And uh, so you're, you're rapid aging on accident in Texas. But Balconis is doing a lot of stuff to 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 try and figure that out. I, I remember seeing a video that they did where they buried a bunch of barrels trying to see how that would age them out. Okay. And, uh, Which is pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I kind of want to see what that turns yeah. out to be. Another one that I saw was in I am I am pretty sure it's them. Um, I should have probably fact checked this before talking about it. But it I is them. It um but they either are building or talked about and it is in the plan of building a Rick house that's humidity and temperature controlled. And it is some it will somehow be tied to the humidity and temperature in a certain area of Scotland. So awesome. Yeah. Isn't that the coolest thing? Like that's using science and whiskey to solve an actual problem that they have there. Like yeah. you will in Balcona's current state in the way that whiskey is traditionally aged, you will not get high age product out of Texas.
1: So what are they doing? Trying to figure out ways to, to solve that. Yeah, fix the climate so it actually, they're able to do it. And what's kind of cool is Balcones uses a, a bunch of different um, corn strains. Like the the true blue is actually blue corn. Yeah. Um, and by doing that, you know, the blue corn has got a little uh, more of a softer note. And if they do that with a temperature control of Scotland and create that, what you're going to get is something more Scotch. In a bourbon form, yeah. So you're gonna you're gonna marry the two, the Scotch lover and the bourbon lover are gonna both be able to enjoy that, and I think that's that's a cool product. That's kind of a niche that needs to be filled, to where other brands that tried to create American Irish didn't really do good. Didn't of that. have not. It wasn't a historically niche that to be have not done well. But no. and that okay. I mean, no big deal. That's Keeper's Heart. Keeper's Heart. You Know they hired the um the head the master, distiller, master distiller from Jameson, yeah. which could not have been cheap. No, I mean, that dude moved from from Ireland to Minnesota. That's that's a jump, and 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 he's I mean, he, granted, I mean, they're doing some great stuff. I'm just waiting for them to come out with something that's going to hit the palace of, of America because I don't, I mean, the. The American that likes Irish whiskey likes it because it's lower proof and it's green apple. I don't see people saying, you know what? I want an Irish whiskey that's got leanings of an American whiskey, a little, and and in that same low proof. I'm like, I don't know if people are asking for that. Yeah. We'll see. Maybe Maybe they'll boom this year and do great, but we tried it. It wasn't that good. Well, and to us. Right now, they're also working with a lot of
0: sourced products. So when they are able to put their stuff that is of age out on the market, I think it's going to be a different story for them.
1: And honestly, it has to be. That dude knows what he's doing, he knows what he's so doing. So it's not like he's.
0: And, and back to, like to how this. much they paid him can you imagine leaving a master distiller's position at one of.
1: The world's largest distillery brand. And best well known. Yeah. I mean, Jameson is probably one of the highest, if not the highest, known Irish whiskey in the world. I yeah. I I mean there are other ones that are. I think you can totally say that. I mean, you got, you know, Redbreast and and Proper and Sexton and Powers, all those are really good. Redbreast has got a big name. I mean Jameson hits everybody I mean you can buy a bottle of Jameson what fifteen bucks you can also get some of the higher end stuff for 50 60, 70 bucks so your like, higher end stuff well is not really the good higher higher yeah, yeah, stuff, yeah. but like some of their finished stuff like they did a they did a an Irish whiskey finished in stout barrels yeah it was absolutely delicious was great um, hard to find for a while, but it was good now the Jameson the coffee one, sucked the IPA one sucked
0: well and here's the deal. <laughs> That was during they, – they did that during the IPA craze. Right. They saw a trend and followed it, and I appreciate the experimentation. Heck, yeah. Because a lot of heritage brands like your Jack Daniels, uh, well, really up until this year, did not do anything about the changing taste or yeah. um, the boom. And just this past year, Jack Daniels has released their regular bonded product. They released Triple Mash. Now they've released Barrel Proof Rise, a single barrel. Yeah. Um, Jack Daniels this year released a 10- and 12-year product. they game up for sure. And people love Jack Daniels except for old number seven and Gentleman you know, Jack. You and, and bourbon nerds love everything but those two things from them. And that's not to say they're bad products. If right. you like them, more power to you. Yeah. It, it does not hit my palate. The
1: way that it once did. Well, we had a we had a couple come in yesterday, um, and she she loves gentleman Jack. That was that was her favorite thing. She asked if we had it. I'm like, now we've got these other Jack products. She, uh, I don't know. I'm like, have you tried the triple mash? No. I'm like, okay, so I, I pour. So I got her a glass of that, and she's like, that is awesome. I love yeah. that, and that's coming from someone that does love the gentleman Jack and the number seven. Yeah. So. Um, So it was kind of of exciting seeing what they're doing. I mean. It absolutely is. And honestly, they had to. Otherwise, they were going to be left in the dust. Because, I mean, for the longest time, the only thing people were looking for was Coy Hill or the barrel-proof single barrels. That's all they were looking for. No one was looking for the other stuff. They put these out, and all of a sudden, now you can't. Well, you can now. But for the longest time, you couldn't find Triple Mash or the Bonded on the shelves anywhere. And the other thing that they did that was really smart
0: is they put them out at an accessible price point. Yeah, forty bucks a bottle. Yeah, forty forty five is what you'll what, is what you'll see that bonded in the triple mash for. And you know what? For the products that those are, that price point's hard to
1: beat. Oh yeah, I'll always have one of those triple mash bottles on my bar. It's wonderful. It's, it's just wonderful. a really good and port, and it's not expensive. The other thing about it is is in a
0: cocktail scenario, it. I think it could I think it could work as a rye in your cocktails and it could also work as a bourbon in your cocktails just because it has that dark sweetness to it. But it has enough of that gingerbready quality
1: from the rye that's in the mash bill that it's going to it's a workhorse. Well, and and the triple mashing is their rye mash they're American Yeah, mash, which is a single malt. single malt. And yeah. then they're um, Tennessee. They're Tennessee. So you're blending those three to create the profile. So you're right. It does fit multiple cocktails. I mean, it definitely fits an old-fashioned. It's going to hit the, the rye guy and the, the bourbon guy yeah. from old-fashioned. So Yeah. And before
0: anyone wants to start anything, Jack Daniel's Tennessee whiskey is a
1: bourbon. It is. It is. Yes. They, they don't call it bourbon because they wanted to distinguish themselves. Good for them. Good for them. Yeah. But uh, it, it follows all the rules of bourbon. It does.
0: It does. Um, well, that's another thing. On a brand like Balcones. They could make a bourbon, but they would rather uh, claim Texas whiskey. Yeah. The Texas Distilleries made a push, I think it was last year, to have that as a legal designation because they're just trying to legitimize what's done there, and they're also trying to own their backyard. Yeah,
1: uh, and there are some great distilleries in Texas that are growing and growing. You were talking about Still, Still Austin. Austin. Yeah, um, I'm anxious to see what Crowded Barrel does. Um, or yeah, yeah, is it Crow Crow? Yeah, Crowded Barrel. That's the boys that do the um, the Cigar Vault and the um, whiskey not, whiskey vault and the whiskey um, whiskey tribe tribe. Yeah, yeah, they do the YouTube. Awesome. If you haven't watched their videos. Watch them; they have. I mean, they taste through a crap ton of whiskey, and you can go on their channel and you can search a are, certain whiskey. They've probably tried it on the show and talked about it. Yeah, and they have really great palates. They do. I Rex mean, Rex and Daniel. They're they are the uh, shout out to Rex and Daniel. Shout
0: out to them because you
1: know they're listening to this.
0: It, well, everything that they've <laughs> done for the for U.S. whiskey.
1: Mm. especially in the YouTube space, they're,
0: they're the original.
1: They are. And, and honestly, I mean, they're, they're really good about telling some history. And, and they're, they're, they're a couple of goofy guys, and they're fun. They're really cool guys. But they, they're the first crowdsourced distillery in the world. So they actually literally crowdsourced all the funds to create Crowded Barrel. That's yeah. kind of cool. Well, Well, and the other part of of that crowdsourcing
0: is is they don't make anything that their Patreon group has not weighed in on. Right, right. They they are not in it for an empire. They're in it for the experimentation to – and also just for making good whiskey that people want. And they're – I don't think Crowded Barrel in its current iteration will ever
1: be a giant name brand, but I don't think they intend for it to no, be. No. I mean, honestly, their their main focus is the school. So they're actually a school where you can go and get your sommelier certification in in whiskey. And um, they have a school right there um, where they're doing their recording and they yeah. talk about it quite a bit. And if you ever wanted to, to do that, you can go down there and go to school and become a whiskey sommelier. And that's... Pretty cool they're doing that, but it was really cool to see them say, "Hey, we're nerds. Let's do this." And yeah. they're doing their own, and they're killing it so far. Lenore, I think, is the name of that one I was talking about yesterday. Eleanor, Eleanor, that's it. Yep. That was their first one they I think they released out, but that might have been sourced. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't remember. But, um, but yeah, I want to. I want to try their stuff. I bet you. I bet you, Alan probably has some of that. He does. Okay. Yeah. Because him being in Texas quite a bit, that would make sense. But so I mean, you're gonna see a lot more coming out of Texas. I mean, why not? I mean, Texas usually once they go in on something, they go all in on something. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna see a lot more out there. Are there other distilleries in Texas that I'm not aware of? Yeah,
0: of? there's a uh, quite a few. Uh, TX. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> let's see. There's <coughs> there's more. I can't think of a mill off the top of my head, but. Definitely, if you're going to Texas, you should uh, try and check out Still Austin and Balcones, and uh, just really th- those are those are yeah. places that are doing amazing things. Hey, but we did get some new Calibri punches in this week. We
1: did; those things are kind of yeah kinda nice. You want to go grab one? Yeah, I'll one? grab one real quick. So.
0: This is the first punch that I think is that I think I could actually find myself using. It's the uh,
1: it's in their Quasar series,
0: Quasar so it's punch. Yeah,
1: yeah. Sorry, Quasar punch, and basically it's got the three sizes. You pull it out, and you've got large, medium, and small on that. So if you're a punch guy, this thing's perfect. Nice solid metal. It's just a really beautiful presentation, and to you're that. not gonna lose it. No, At fifty nine bucks. Yeah, it's a little bit more expensive than a lot of punches out there. This thing's gonna last forever. All
0: right. Well, and it Unless still comes it. with the
1: Calibri warranty on it. It does. It does. And we got we've got them in. We have um, this one's their. They call it charcoal. It's it's almost like it's not their gun, gun metal, but it's that dark gray metal. Yeah. And then they got black one too. They're really nice. So if you if you're looking for a really solid punch. This Is the one to go with, I think, and I don't think there
0: are many solid punches on the market. A lot of them are just kind of nearly <laughs> Cheap giveaway, key chain ones. Yeah. yeah. But that has three different sizes, mm-hmm. um, so you could punch to your heart's content, yeah. Whatever you decide for the cigar, I and think. that's
1: what's nice. Like, you know, um, the only thing I ever punch are flat tops, like the yeah. uh, Neanderthal. Well, a lot of times you only have that small punch you see somewhere and you end up having to punch it two or three times to get the opened up the way you want to, you got the big one on here. You can actually just use that. That would be perfect for the Neanderthal right there. So come get them. We got them. them.
0: Yeah. Uh, It's a fantastically built and
1: uh, thought through punch cutter. And, you know, it's it's the quasar. So you got the, the you know, rectangle pyramids that they got all over them. Yeah. And uh, so if you have... Other items of theirs, they definitely stick to that line and that bottle. It's, it's a yeah. really cool concept. What are you getting on the cigar right now, Rob? Let's try it and see.
0: So we're on the Maduro, if we did not explain that well. Um, right now, for me, there's a nuttiness in there, and there's still that kind of dark cocoa chocolate. thing. Yeah.
1: yeah, dark chocolate in there. Um, I mean, it's, it's smoking great. Actually, this one might be smoking a little bit faster than the Habano did. Uh, Sumatra. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. Oh, it really brought more sweetness out. Yeah. In that whiskey, it actually kind of ticked up the heat in it a little bit on it the did. tongue. Yeah. Which I'm glad. What's the proof on that one? Do you remember? Uh, one sixteen. One point eight. Okay. Um, so it
0: brought, it brought it. almost more of a medicinal cherry it reminds me more of a typical maraschino than something darker and like like a luxardo Mm -hmm. and there's still that almost cocoa thing hanging on your palate from the cigar but it almost reminds it's not full-on chocolate covered cherry it's almost like you ate cocoa puffs before eating uh uh,
1: maraschino cherry i could definitely see that for sure um really nice combo the um it, it has that similar effect that we had last week on the, um, just the, making your mouth water. Yeah, and um, there are there are cigars out there that, that dry my palate, and I'm not a huge fan of that. This one here just makes your mouth water. Yeah, and there's uh,
0: some red pepper on the retro hill for sure. Uh, just a little bit of heat, enough to keep you yeah. interested.
1: Yeah. Yeah, super nice cigar, man. I can't wait till they come out with this one in multiple sizes. So Rojas, let us know because we'll be in on that for sure. Yeah.
0: And, and it's definitely different than the Statements.
1: It, Yeah, yeah. This one's definitely leaning more toward... Well, the Statements... It's a Connecticut Broadleaf. Connecticut Broadleaf. For this, I'm pretty sure is San Andreas. I, think, it, I it has think this think so. And also the bands slide right off because of that nice tapered design. So it makes it a lot easier to get the band off. They also if you ever hear us, right we talk about that all the time. The bands. It's nice when a band just kind of comes off. You don't have to fight it.
0: Yeah, I mean, it just adds to the experience of smoking the cigar.
1: Yeah,
0: I don't have to break my knife out to get the band off.
1: So, so something else I wanted to kind of bring up, and not, I'm not, not saying this just because we're trying to bump our egos or anything, but what we need, we need people to, if you're, if you enjoy this um review us and and, you know like the videos or review them um give us your most honest five star rating you can do (laughs) no seriously no those those things really matter because we're finding more and more people are listening to it and I'm assuming they're searching you know cigar podcast or you know if you if you type in cigars and whiskey we're one of the, the, the top ones that pop up um but the more the more reviews, the more people, uh, the the algorithm kicks in, yeah, and people see it more, and then we get more people seeing it, and that just that helps not only get out what we love, what we're doing here, but also gets people in here or gets people out to their local cigar lounge that they're at, yeah, and supporting brick and mortar. And I think that's that's the the goal here is that we're you know educating people, if you want to call it education. Um, in a way that helps people hopefully enjoy this more, and gets people out and supporting brick and mortars, and that's kind of the whole goal here. So, and please do if you if you if if you don't mind, we're it is free for you to do, yeah. and it's a way for
0: you to support the show and the shop. And I mean, it's growing, but you just leaving a review on whatever platform or liking the YouTube video will help it grow even more. Yeah. And uh, it, it's absolutely free to you. Yeah. But you think about the people that have come in because of this, <clears throat> and it's... It's kind of it, nuts. It is nuts. Uh, Rob and I started doing this just because <clears throat> we had a segment on another on another show, and we didn't really think much about it. We were just like, oh, yeah, we'll do this. We'll yeah. be... Uh, could be a fun thing. And then our regulars started talking about it. And then we had other people come in and it's like, now we have a sponsor. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of cool. It is cool. It,
1: honestly, we're not we're not gonna get to the point where we have so many sponsors, we have a big commercial break and stuff. No. We that's not what this is about. Mm-hmm. The one nice thing about having sponsors, and we say it. It's nice to have a few bucks coming in that will help us keep our equipment up to date, allow us to maybe take trips to different places and do some on-site videos. Yeah. Like he's taking his new fancy-smancy camera with him down to Heaven Hill. He's going to do some video yeah. down there. Um, I took the, the GoPro down to Honduras, which I still going to do that video. Yeah, I know. Um, and, you know, we're going to be doing more and more of that on-site stuff um, just because... I mean, I don't know, you know, I'd say probably 90% of the people that love whiskey and cigars never get to actually go and see a farm or go see a distillery. Um, Or on the inside version of it, interviewing some of these people. I think it's just going to be a lot of fun for us, but also it'd be really educational for people to see, you know. I mean, just like when we get Alan Bishop on the show that's going to be amazing because that guy's got so much knowledge about the industry and what he's doing and where he came from and, and the area of southern Indiana and northern Kentucky that he's from. Yeah. It, it's, it's a way for you guys to actually meet these people without actually having to drive Yeah, to meet and
0: so them. much more than promoting our shop or promoting their brand. What we want to do is let you experience the stories because we meet a lot of really cool people. And it just brings your appreciation for the art of both cigars and whiskey up so much. And when you see somebody passionate about it, and I, I'm a firm believer that if you're not learning something new every day, you're dead. Yeah. Like, so it's just a way for us to continually be diving deeper into this, into these industries. And hopefully we can we can bring you further into it with us as, right. as we continue to learn, as we continue... On these experiences like barrel picks or like going to a farm. Right. We're hoping to share that with you because they are fantastic experiences. That'd be cool to eventually get a bunch of people there in person. Mm-hmm. But some people's schedules just don't allow for that. And Yeah. You know, you might see a video and be like, that's cool that they did that. I'd never be interested in that. Right. But you'd never know any other way. Mm-hmm. So,
1: yeah. No, I, it's, it's, it's been a lot of fun. Um one of the best things is I mean, whiskey's not not that detailed, I guess if you want to say that. It's literally distilling grains and water and you know, you're you're fermenting it and you're aging it. Yeah. But everyone's story and everyone's process is a little different. Yeah. And it's cool to see people nerd out on their, their gift and what they're doing and realize there's so many different ways. I mean, just like cigars, there's so many different blends you can make out of leaves. And it's so cool to hear people talk about their, their experience and what they know because everyone has a different avenue, even though they're all on the same path. They all have a different avenue how they got there, their story behind it, the Mm -hmm. family, whatever. And it's fun to hear them talk about that because they, you you see the love of what they're doing. This isn't a job for most of them. This is a passion. And that's what I love seeing is people passionate about what they're doing because I did a job for a long time. It was a job. It was a fine job. Made good money. This is a passion for us now, for me. So it's fun to hear people talk about that. Definitely
0: is. But we're hopeful to continue to bring you guys content like that. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as we're around, we're gonna do that. For yeah, sure, yeah. You know?
1: And um, I know you've heard us talk about Isaiah. Um, he's he's not gonna be working here after May. He's still gonna be here a lot. And I'm um, still doing the show. And the show is gonna continue just yeah. like we're doing now. Um, that's something that it's funny because I went to him. I'm like. I hope this doesn't mean you're going to stop being on the show. And he's like, "I was getting ready to ask you is it okay if I'm still on the show?" So, <laughs> both were on the same page, yeah. which was awesome. Yeah. Well, it's this is fun to do fun. and
0: even more than just the banter. I like one of my one of my things is finding Finding outlets for educating people, I think, is just something beautiful because, yeah, you can, you can sit one-on-one with somebody and you can have a big impact there, but it's like if we were to record a story like with Trey Mac, just like even that get-to-know-you sort of interview and, yeah. you know, all the craziness that came out of his mouth, that just brings you a different, a different level of respect for the Aladino brand. It, and it really humanizes people, yeah Because um, you can you can walk into a cigar lounge for an event and see somebody, and you'd be like, well, I don't know if he'd like want to have a conversation with me, and it's like he's over here talking about a false moon landing, <laughs>
1: like I'm sure he'd love to talk with you, oh yeah, absolutely, <laughs> well, and we you know on that show we we smoked the j t s tatiscan, yeah, experimentation and how cool it was to see him thinking this is an amazing thing that might actually make that brand even better yeah yeah it was kind of cool that that kind of just came out of a kind of a joke yeah and it uh, was a joke so i actually have now um three big bovida packs sucked up a bunch of um peach street our barrel lace barrel pig and we got some cigars resting with that right now so we're gonna see if it translates to multiple whiskeys and if it turns out to be a, a a cool thing to do we might do that with more of our barrel picks down the road where if you want to buy mm. a Pick and a and a cigar that's been you know aged with that a little bit. It could be kind of fun. It could be cool. It, now, could, it may not. They may not pair well together. We'll find out. We will find out. We'll find out probably here in another week or so for science. Uh,
0: exactly. Exactly. It's all about science. It's all about science. But. I don't know. It's kind of one of the things I've been doing this year is just, like, trying to live by the just try stuff. Yeah. Like, it's not going to hurt you. Just try it.
1: Except for fireball. Fireball. Don't do that. Yeah, don't. Well,
0: fireball just
1: happens. It just happens. It That's does right. just happen. It just happens. Uh, you, yeah. There's
0: no trying fireball. Fireball happens. We got, we. got Fireball's a mindset.
1: So what we need to do is set up a barrel pick to do a barrel pick of fireball and send only Scott. Because <laughs> he's the only one that actually legitimately, I think, likes fireball that I know I'm not even going to give him a shout out for that no nope. no no we're Scott gonna drink, Johnson, we're gonna drink good whiskey
0: we need to have him back on the show sometime uh Dr. J he hadn't, he's not in here yet I
1: figured he'd come in today oh another shout out okay who we got Colorado Avalanche, baby! Hey, we won the Central last night. You know what's sad about that? What? We weren't there to. Experience oh my gosh, it. we could have been there. Lisa held us back. Lisa, she's she's over there doing her work on her computer, the old not ball listening and to what we're saying, man.
0: The old ball and chain
1: kept I was you chained up around, flipped me off, but she didn't. So, didn't. oh, there she is. She'll, she saw us. She'll, <laughs> she'll listen to it
0: after the fact and be like, All right, "Cut it out! Cut it out!" I cannot believe you guys said that.
1: Yeah. Rob and I could have been. We could have been there. But then we'd still be there right now. And that's why she didn't want us to go because we would have been there. We could
0: have recorded this show from there. We could have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, we could have recorded a show at 8th and Barry oh. with uh, good old Wes Painter, who <clears throat> is one of the best single barrel pickers really? I have ever known. Yeah, Don't know him. He oh, he used to eight. be the guy uh, at Frugal McDougal in mm. Nashville, yeah, and now he's over at Eighth and Berry, and he's running running their single barrel and actually all of their spirits programs. Oh, that's cool. So, actually, if you are in a position mm. like that and would like to be on the show, oh yeah, we'd love
1: to talk with you. I, it would be good to get like Steve on the show too. From, yeah, uh, yeah, Steve Strabing, he's yeah. the Indiana Small Batch. Um, he He's the it's a local distributor that's growing and bringing more brands into the state. He's the one that's bringing Wood Hat in. Yeah. He's the one that brought us to Peach Street. Um, and they're going to be doing more and more of that around the nation. They're working with High West over in Columbus right now. trying Or not High West. Um, High Bank. High Bank out of Columbus, Ohio. Working on getting them in here at some point too. So, yeah. um, so it's nice because... The big dogs, they're not hunting after the, little, the, the smaller distilleries. Uh-uh. They only distribute that because that distillery went to them and said, hey, can we get our product in with you? They won't do much Which, for you. It, it's just going to be a product line. Real in quick catalog. rundown. Every spirit has to go from distillery
0: to distributor to either on-premise or retail. That's the chain it follows. There are some states that have exceptions where they have uh, direct-to-consumer models, and they are few and far between. Right.
1: Well, then you got states like Kentucky that absolutely makes no sense at all, but a distillery has their own product they can't sell in the the gift shop unless it goes to the distributor first— Goes to their model and then comes back to their source. Yeah, they to gotta it. buy it back from the distributor. Makes absolutely um, no sense. But Kentucky's one of those states. These are have. all
0: prohibition era laws that were put in place for that era that have not been uh I would say there's no need for them anymore. Uh,
1: yeah. Um, and honestly, what's going to – I mean, I'm sure that's one of the things the big, the big dogs in Kentucky are fighting hard against. I'm sure. I mean, that's just wasted money. Well, Kentucky had a lot of change last year. They were finally
0: uh, – <laughs> the state of Kentucky cracked down on them because they weren't supposed to be giving out any free alcohol. And if you've ever been on a barrel pick – Technically, that's free alcohol. Yeah. Um, So they were cracking down on that and stuff and and that sort of deal. So Kentucky's been working towards change, but uh, we'll see it eventually. And
1: they're they're doing it. They're changing because, I mean, just this year – what was the re- most recent law that just changed? And oh, the, the resting tax.
0: Yeah, resting barrel know, tax was. You know, great.
1: that was a big thing because every year, every distillery in Kentucky had to pay a tax on every barrel that was sitting in a rick house. Yeah. So if you got a 8, 10, 16 year old whiskey, that's, they pay taxes on that every year. And you wonder why that bottle's four or 500 bucks. Yeah. Because they have to figure that cost in there. They do. That tax went away. Yeah. Now, that, the state loses a lot of taxes for other things, so they're going to have to probably figure out a way to to make that up other ways, but that's awesome because they're starting to see that, that bourbon is Kentucky's number one brand. I mean, it's, yeah. it's their number one thing that they do in Kentucky, so good to see them doing that change because that's definitely going to help the distilleries create more product oh, and not build rickhouses in all the states around them. Like, Southern Indiana has rickhouses for, what you say, Buffalo Trace? Yeah. And, um, because they were trying to get around that resting tax. Well, I think uh, Kentucky said, well, hey, wait a minute. We don't know hey, what you on that. our side. Yeah. So good for them on that one. Definitely. I'm assuming that this next one will be going away at some point where they can actually sell product from their own rickhouse in their, in yeah. their tasting well, room. Well, so. uh
0: Kentucky does have a de- direct-to-consumer model. I know if you live, live in Kentucky – you can sign up on Makers Mark's website to, to be in their Bottle of the Month Club. And the wonderful thing about that is they will send you their limited release products in their Bottle of the Month Club, just in the mail. And you'll That's get cool. it before any retailer does. But, again, not at, very many states have that opportunity. no.
1: no. How's this thing going for you? I love this cigar. Um, I, it is so good. Um, definitely the most full-bodied of all the um, street tacos so yeah. far, um, which I'm excited about because we love the statements, love the Blue Bonnet. So it's nice to see some more higher-end stuff coming up too. So Yeah, yeah it definitely is. Um, these cigars,
0: like the rest of the Rojas line, are... Priced extremely
1: well. Yeah, yeah. And even with our crazy tax in Indiana, you're you're talking seven bucks. Which that's another. You
0: should, you should talk about that. Yeah. Real quick. So,
1: so we. Have, I posted out on Facebook um, a link to where you can go, and if you if you haven't done it yet, go to Facebook. Um, it's on my. It's on the Final Third Cigar and Whiskey down page. Um, there's a there's a place where you can click, and. Basically, what it's going to do is ask you your name and email, and that's really about it. And it creates an email for you, and it picks it picks your um, representatives, representatives in your area, and it builds the email. And all you have to do is push submit, and it sends an email to that to the representatives in your area to fight or to pass the new law that they got on the books to put a cap on cigar taxes. Yeah, that's huge. That actually allows us to compete with online pricing. Um right now the one that they're putting out is 72 cent cap, which basically changes the price of everything over four bucks. Yeah. And, and that's ninety-nine percent of all premium cigars. So what that does for the state, which the state I don't understand why they can't look at numbers and realize this, that makes the state more money. Because right. they're selling way more of the 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 crap you get at gas stations for the sub $4 range. Yeah. And that's more that's so that tax is going to go up on your black and miles and backwoods and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But on everything premium, which is what we promote, it's going to bring them down. Well, if that 72 cent cap goes through, there's also a flyer behind that that's 52 cent that could get passed right along with it. And 52 cent, think about that too with our box discount every day at 10%. Now we're we're at MSRP of online pricing, or yeah. less. Yeah, and um, so you're actually able to come in here and feel good about buying it here, and not actually searching online to see if you can find a uh, save a few bucks on it. And you're able to support more brick and mortars and keep places like this open where you can come and enjoy a cigar and a drink and hang out. Yeah. So there, that's exciting.
0: I mean, there's a I think there's a time and place for the cigar amazons, you know, uh, but If you want to see your local lounges thrive and be sustainable businesses and be supported even more, go ahead and fill that out. Yeah. I mean, genuinely, at a shop like ours, I know some of them won't change their prices. Yeah. But that
1: helps you out in the long run. It really does. It really does. And – You know, if it does go through, you'll see it. You'll see a quick kind of change because I mean, tobacco, alcohol, everything, everything consumable, everything actually, period, in the world right now is going up. Yeah. Shipping costs are more expensive. Labor costs are more expensive. Everything is more expensive now to to do. So they're going to naturally, and if you've seen it over, I mean, early on in COVID, no one was really increasing the prices because they didn't know what was going to happen during covid well they had to real after 2 years of no increases they had to start increasing them so you're seeing you know 5 10 even some 15% increases in the costs of cigars coming to us and obviously we have to pass that along because otherwise we're losing money yeah um, this will actually allow them to to keep their increases but bring the prices down which is awesome i i'm 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 so excited about that Um, But we need everyone's help going out there and doing it. Like I said, it's going to ask you your name, your email address, and I think your zip code. And that's it. Yeah. And then it builds everything for you. And all you have to do is push submit. And it sends that email as if it was you creating the email to that rep. So Absolutely. So please do that. It doesn't take but maybe
0: a minute or two. At the most. At the most. Yeah. Uh, and you should probably post that again a couple more times. I will. To make sure I'll, people I'll, get I'll
1: it. put it. all will um, pin it to the top of the page so it's there until the until the bill is passed. I'll I'll pin it to the top of the page So remind me to do that. In a little yeah, while. we'll do. So uh, yeah,
0: because it, it is
1: a really important thing. For it is us to do. Well, it's an important thing to keep places like this open. If you want to go to, because we've had we've had a couple of lounges close in our region in the last year and I hate seeing that happen some of them are different reasons or whatever but you see a lot of cigar shops and cigar lounges that have closed around the country because of taxes or lounges that have just had to shift focus and they brought in stuff
0: like <clears throat> hookah or like the THC products and yeah you know a lot of cigar guys just don't want to put up with that no
1: so, no I mean that's what you know I've seen that happen and in, in Indiana too where you've got a cigar lounge that's also a hookah lounge. Yeah, I don't. I have no no problem with hookah. If that's your jam, good for you. Yeah, but most of the time when you see a, a guys wanting to come in and relax in a cigar lounge, they don't want hookah around them, and I would assume vice versa. Yeah, you know the people wanting hookah. The is probably smells not. are completely different. They are. It's it's a different atmosphere, and 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 they really should be two different lounges. In that point. So this will allow them, hopefully, to do more of that, and I'm excited about it. I think it's going to be great.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm getting down into close to the final third I, now. I am
0: in the final third, if, if not close to it.
1: Yeah. So let's talk a little bit more about the whiskey, because we really haven't talked a lot about the whiskey.
0: It just ran in your mouth the entire time, Rob. Mm-hmm. Come on, man! Coffee Ooh, woke just,
1: me up a little bit. That that's was good. Nice. It is that was good. nice. I needed to be yeah. woken up. Coffee, you got a busy day coming.
0: Typically, pretty good about that.
1: Oh, I love going from the the whiskey back to the smoke. The um, it just a lot more sweetness on the palate. Um, oh, and it brings in some of that vanilla. Quality. Yes, yeah. that's where I was going. Was that it was vanilla for sure? Which is nice because you don't get that when you go back the other direction the other direction you're getting more of the cherry and the heat this way it doesn't even taste like it's 116 proof going that no, way it
0: doesn't uh, yeah I'm astonished like I love rare breed but this uh, both both the Sumatra and now the Maduro are great pairings with that rare breed
1: uh, really is the and Sumatra
0: you know, brought in it, it the Sumatra made the rare breed present as less heat Yeah. Like, less proof heat on it, uh, but it also brought more of a dark cherry quality to it. Moving over to the Maduro, the Maduro brought in some of that proof, which we enjoy. Yeah. Um, I love that Kentucky hug all the way down. Oh, yeah. But it also brought the cherry note to more of a medicinal maraschino
1: cherry. Yeah, Um, It's a... Yeah, and... um I don't. I don't remember in this without the cigar. Remembering much of the vanilla out of any of the wild turkey uh-uh. stuff. Yeah. So this is kind of a nice, nice little combo. Um, I will say we didn't smoke the Connecticut. Um, I I truly feel like that Connecticut. def it, it it works with whiskey. Yeah. But I think it works better with a coffee or a soda or something like that. Maybe even a dark beer. Um, just because it's a milder milder flavor notes. It's still a medium strength, medium body cigar. Yeah. But it definitely tends to lean towards some of those other type of drinks other than whiskey. But if whiskey's your jam with a lighter cigar, I mean, it would be fine. Absolutely.
0: Especially if you were to do something like the Stranahan Sherry Cask or the Blue Peak. Um, Those are Colorado American single malt whiskeys. Yeah. I think those would pair really well with it. I agree. Um, But, hey, if you want to do the full continental breakfast experience, we obviously didn't have time for it today because we're already at an hour 30. Um, Tag us in a post. We want to see that. If you got, like, two hours and 10, two hours and 20 minutes, do it. I do not think you'll be disappointed, and that will be the best way to get your day going that you've ever had. Oh, yeah. I, I will say I love a good Connecticut in the morning with my coffee. But you you just move up through that, and even this uh, even
1: this Maduro would go well with coffee. Yeah, and this Maduro is not like a knocky over. Of yeah, um, it's medium full, but it's honestly more medium full on the body, not the strength. I'd say it's more of a solid medium on the strength, mm-hmm. but the flavor on it kicks it up to medium full for sure. So, well, cool. Anything else you want to add to the cause? I don't think so. There's uh, quite a
0: bit of red pepper on the retro Hill right now. Is there really? On the cigar, yeah. it's. Uh, I mean, of course, we're in the final third, so it's definitely ticking up in strength. Yeah, but uh, red and black both. Yeah, it's. Uh, this cigar is wonderful. I am so excited for this blend, specifically— now, the other two blends have already existed in their line. So yeah. this, this one is brand new for me from Rojas. Yeah. I'm really excited to see what else comes in this Maduro blend because yeah. I think it's going to be amazing. Well,
1: and I think Rojas is definitely one of the brands over the last year that has just been killing it. And I think they're going to continue to to grow their brand. Obviously, the street tacos in general have – have been a really nice addition to their entire line. Mm-hmm. Um, I I see them doing a lot. I'm I'm definitely going to be working on getting a, a Rojas. Hopefully, we can get Noel up here and do an event with them later this year. Yeah. Um, I I love what they're doing. Um, their rep Doug Dougie Fresh. Shout out to Dougie Fresh. Dougie Fresh. Um, you know, working with him now. You know, I, I had been ordering directly through Noel and at the time Richard, which I don't think Richard's there anymore. Um, I've been. Work, I was working through them. You're talking about the owner of a company trying to run a company in a farm. It was a little harder to get things done. Now they got. A, now that I've got a rep I can work with, it's super easy. Yeah, he sends me a product. We sold almost all of our statements in one night. The other night. Yeah, and um, he's got them on order for me. We're getting them back in. So. It's, um, it's a definitely a brand to watch out for over the next um, year. I think they're going to bring out even more new stuff. I would assume some. I'm, I'm kind of wondering if it's not going to be the, the Maduro um, Street Tacos coming out of PCA. Yeah. Um, that would be awesome addition, but you know, keep looking for them. They're, they're doing some great stuff, and I think we'll have most, if not all, of their stuff in here. So, cool. Because it's good. Because it's good. It's really good. And we like sharing good stuff. Yeah, we do. Yes. Last thing about Rojas, they
0: own the small ring gauge thing, mm-hmm. and all the
1: boxes say it. King of the ring, small ring gauges. Yeah,
0: small ring gauges only, baby. The biggest thing they
1: they have are the is a toro. Yeah, and uh, it's and a well sized toro. It is. It's not. It's not a fifty six. Like it's not a fifty six. Like some other brands, like some it's, it's a true 50, 50, 52. I think it's a fifty on their toro and 52 on the robusto yeah but that's as big as they go i mean obviously down the road they may change that and and bring some bigger stuff out which is fine but um, right now they're owning the small ringages which if you guys know us that's that's our jam so well cool man well again you can follow me on instagram at final third cigar you can follow the um the youtube channel just search final third cigar and whiskey lounge podcast same thing yeah
0: uh, be sure to leave a, a review on on any of those or comment and like. Yeah. Um, it really does help promote stuff. Um, you can find me on Instagram
1: at the Whiskey Pastor. Cool, man. Well, thanks a lot, guys. And again, come in and try this pairing. You know, if you don't know and you haven't paid attention to this, the pairings you get a discount on them. Um, this is going to be a, a really reasonable pairing. Unless you do all three of them, then you're going to be paying. I mean, again, all three of them. You're talking. 21 bucks for all three cigars you think we could do 15 percent off for the continental breakfast experience we could do that okay yeah so if you want all three cigars and a pour of this and a coffee yeah and if you want to add a soda for the middle one whatever you want to do however you want to do it we'll we'll get you covered yeah absolutely well thanks guys and we will see you next week Cheers. cheers